0: To learn more, visit UASCC.org or UnitedWayNCC.org.
1: Jamestown City Council is in the process of hearing presentations from departments on various parts of the proposed executive budget for 2023. Jamestown Mayor Eddie Sunquist answered questions we had about the budget so far. We have Jamestown Mayor Eddie Sunquist in studio with us today. Welcome.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Julie. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're in the middle of City Council's review of your proposed 2023 city budget. And a number of questions have come up along the way. But first, uh, can you give an overview? Since the last time you were here, you weren't quite ready to uh, tell us all the details of what was in your proposed plan. So what does this uh, executive budget entail?
2: Well, normally with our executive budgets, the last several years have, pretty, have been pretty uh, star studded, uh, to say the least. But this one is uh, much more subdued. Uh, this one is just providing for kind of what we need uh, in the city to move forward with next year. And it does include a, a few changes, but but not a lot. Most of it is based on just normal operations. Uh, we've talked about in the last uh, budget presentation, there's been an increase in the value of homes across the city. Um, we have uh, since the, the last at least decade, probably the lowest uh, difference between our constitutional tax limit and what we're actually taxing on, which is really great, uh, and the executive budget proposed a zero tax increase, so keeping those those taxes exactly the same for our residents, uh, which is important as uh, inflation rises, as the costs go up. Uh, we want our residents to know that we're, we're we're keeping them in mind, and we are keeping that that number uh, low and exactly what it was.
1: Okay, and uh, about when this airs, uh, the about half of the city departments have presented their details about their budget to council. So with uh, next Monday, which is November 7th, the we'll hear from police and fire departments. And then the week after that, uh, Department of Development will do their presentation. So um, one of the repeated requests that have come up from departments seems to be, you know, whether it's DPW to parks to information technology is the need for more staff. And as as in your budget presentation, you mentioned there is some funding for a new parks admin and for a deputy director of public works. Um, so when it comes to staff, I mean, obviously, when it comes to department requests, I always say departments want more money than they're, they're ever given. <laughs> because, sure, you know, they'll, sure. they'll ask for the world and see what they can get out of it. Um, uh, DPW director Jeff Lehman mentioned there was no funding for summer laborers in the different divisions was there something that was that a misunderstanding or is that something that wasn't funded in your budget
2: so that actually wasn't even in last year's budget so what we uh, we realize is the state has given us more funding for chips uh, funding to repair the roadways than ever before and we found out last year that that funding can also be applied for labor uh, which was uh, something new we hadn't really known before it's never been done Uh, So we were able to apply the cost of the summer labor directly to the state's grant fund. So instead of us having to um, put that on the the taxpayers' back, we get it right through the state to fund it.
1: Okay. So so I think when it comes to looking at budget lines, so then there's not a place where that shows up in like if someone goes to the city website uh and looks at the budget they wouldn't necessarily see that as a line item of summer labor and with like the federal funding broken out
2: that's correct it's not federal funding it's actually directly uh, billed to the state and the state provides us a reimbursement for it mm-hmm. uh, so it's a little bit different you know but we we recognize that we have over three million dollars in state funding sitting there some of it can roll over some of it has to be used so in talking with our public works department, we said, let's start billing everything we can to that line item, to the state grant funding, because there's no way we're going to do $3 million in streets projects in just one season, right? It's a lot of work to get those projects done, both from engineering and planning to actual execution. So what we're saying is we know the state's going to give us a whole nother round of money next year, which will still keep us at the $3 million. Let's bill everything we can to that fund instead of having to put it on the taxpayers.
1: Are you able to bill out of that for the sidewalk snowplow operators as well?
2: So we're not able to uh, do that, unfortunately, because we can replace some sidewalks with the state funding, uh, but we aren't able to do that uh, for the sidewalk plow. We've actually allocated federal funding using the American Rescue Plan funds uh, to to accomplish that role.
1: Okay, so that, that, that clears up some of the questions because I, I, I was... One of those surprise things is like, Well, Supper Labor has always been funded. So it understanding that it can, the chips funding now can be used and knowing how many projects. I, I mean, I think there were more projects ever able to be done in the last year and t- maybe even last two years than ever. So
2: we've had one of the most aggressive uh, public works calendar uh, last year than ever before. And I've been proud of the work our team has done as well as the multiple different contractors that we use. It hasn't been an easy, easy season, but we've done a ton of road work this year.
1: Was there anything that was on the list that you had hoped to get done from the city side that wasn't Able to get finished
2: you know there's still there's still several outstanding projects I don't think there's one particular project we're saying wow we really hope to get done although we were very much hoping that Washington Street would be completed uh, this year uh, but that's actually a state project so we just help uh, to coordinate some of that uh, but the state unfortunately their contractor is not able to complete it before the, the snow falls
1: mm-hmm. and I did notice uh, I traveled the street a lot and I noticed that they did address the issue with, I call it like sidewalk egress, where people, you know, they had it all torn up and now there's blacktop there, at least for the winter.
2: We did put the New York state on notice for the defect. We don't want anyone getting hurt. We have a lot of people that have mobility issues in the city and for them not to be able to use the sidewalks properly is a huge problem for us in the city. So we asked the state, hey, come in and fix it. Uh, This is your problem. Uh, And they were able to do so for at least the winter.
1: Mm Going back to the budget, and uh, unfortunately, I would love to be able to, say, ask about police and and fire. Maybe I can ask you some more about maybe specifics there. Uh, Smaller items that were brought up in the Parks Department was that horticulture, along with flags and banners, were not funded. So is that something the city's moving away from doing, or is is there some other funding that is being looked at to fun having flowers downtown or ha- having new banners downtown
2: we well, you know we're, we're taking a look at different potential funding sources from that we've usually rolled those into a lot of different other uh, line items I think uh, this year just uh, in the transition of uh, new comptroller and trying to get budgets out um, we may have missed a couple line items but uh, in the grand scheme of things the the parks is It's fairly well funded this year and we're very excited to see what they're going to be able to do next year
1: okay uh is there anything that you would say is uh, remarkable within funding for police and fire in terms of maybe equipment they've asked for or or other things
2: you know we've we we've kept it fairly uh fairly toned down uh this year there's not a lot of uh, a lot of different things that we've that we've funded uh, certainly the city council can go through and make any decisions on additional funding, but uh, we've tried to make sure that we fund any type of basic needs. With both our police and fire, we've used a lot of federal funding through the Rescue Plan Act uh, to help fund new vehicles, new equipment, uh, and we've, we've certainly modernized uh, both of those departments and uh, have found that our employees are, are liking it a lot better. Uh, so we're we're excited to have that. We just want to continue those operations uh, at this point. Uh, we've been very lucky to to have new police cars, <laughs> to have new equipment, uh, to be able to get all of our officers uh, new uh, new armored vests, to be able to get them uh, new guns, uh, new police cars. Right. Uh, these are all really great things that were much needed, and uh, we'll we'll continue to try to do that as we can.
1: Uh, going back to when we were talking about um, staffing and everything, uh, uh, the IT director Mark Dean had mentioned that he had hoped to have another um, IT specialist hired within the department, and that wasn't p- part of uh, your executive budget. Uh, do you think that you know the ask is has merit in terms of what he uh, explained to his needs to City Council as being?
2: I certainly, I certainly do think it has merit, and we tried our hardest to try to put that in there. Uh, especially as our IT needs have grown. Um, there's been some discussion on whether a contractor position would make more sense uh, for, for that role. Uh, but certainly we, we very much believe that we need to increase our IT operations within the city. Uh, but we'll we'll leave that up to city council and whether they want to an- allocate any funding for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and something it, it's, well, it's, it's one of those, speaking of contractor positions, um, a little bit different, but it does affect the budget is uh, you've, now had a uh, new grants writer on staff now. I'm trying to think, I, I, I forget how many months now it's been, but how has that been going so far?
2: Well, November will mark her one year anniversary at the city of Jamestown. And uh, for those that were able to watch the budget presentation, uh, you'll notice we put a fun statistic in there that the city has received over $7 million in grant funding uh, while having a new grant writer, uh, which is shared with Jamestown Community College. Uh, so I would say, all in all, the money that we pay for a grant writer has made a huge success for the city.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you heard from JCC at all and how they've been, ben- been benefited from this?
2: They've absolutely loved having a grant writer as well. Someone that is local, that has the knowledge that they need. Uh, when we originally approached JCC about it, they were using a contracted uh, grant writer that was not local. Uh, and to have someone that is able to spend some of their time right on campus at jcc and understand the local needs uh, has been really impactful for them and they have also seen a huge amount of money uh, come their way
1: mm-hmm. and, and and correct me if i'm wrong this is was a position that used american rescue plan funds to fund her position we
2: did not no oh, okay I, um,
1: I, i'm remembering wrong i apologize yeah, yeah.
2: We, we didn't use any uh any federal funding uh, this came i believe before we had some of the the federal funding available or or we didn't anticipate that Um, But it is, the cost of it is shared uh, between Jamestown Community College and the city. Mm
1: -hmm. So, uh, and was this a, I'm just, I apologize to listeners that I don't have all, it's one of these topics I kind of pulled out of the air and thought, oh, let's get an update on Uh, it. Of course, yeah. And uh, so uh, is this something that, the contract only goes for so many years for, for this position?
2: Yeah, the contract is uh, for a, a couple years. I, th- I think it might be three. Don't, don't quote me. I apologize. But uh, we do have a provision where we evaluate each year on how the contract is going. Uh, we come to an agreement on overall salary and other specifics. Um, we did have, because we are now at our one-year mark, uh, we did meet with JCC uh, uh, and the folks that oversee the grant writing uh, process there and uh, all have been very pleased uh, for the work that uh, we've got out of that position and we found it to be uh, an incredible success and we've even been able to help other community organization and agencies through the city grant process
1: excellent so as this year's gone on we've talked about american rescue plan monies i feel like ad nauseum for for so a very long time but it's very you know worthwhile topic you know we've seen a lot of it get allocated out for programs and equipment and i think there's been about three items that have appeared on city council's agenda to review that haven't moved forward and since they haven't i think that maybe leaves about I, maybe five maybe 5-6 million left total It's about right. Yeah. So and you know after the uh, work session before October's voting session, there was definitely some friction between uh, yourself and council members on the status of those three projects. And for listeners, it was 19, the 19A homeownership program uh, funding for the land bank, and funding to create a nonprofit um, funding program for nonprofits to apply for ARP funds. So, how do you move forward on those outstanding projects? I mean, or or any outstanding. ARP projects?
2: Well, a lot of those projects start to build up, right? And they start to uh, really uh, start to stall or the costs start to go up. So the longer we wait, the longer we hesitate to get that money out the door, the harder it is for us to get the money out the door, right? And our our needs start to grow and the problems start to get bigger. In some of these cases, when you talk about uh, a funding to the land bank, The land bank is proposing uh, demolition funding uh, from it, right? Tearing down some of these houses that as the winter comes, it's only going to make it worse. They're proposing a rehab program, right? Being able to take these homes and actually get people in there and start to work on it. Uh, Same thing with our 19A program for those of your listeners here that that don't know. It's a program where the city takes title to vacant homes, vacant and abandoned homes, and can then get those into the hands of people that are going to fix them up, right? Right or demolish them, or whatever we need to do in order to, uh, to, to deal with that house, which in every situation is a blight in a neighborhood. Ask any neighbor. They know exactly what house that is on their block, and we want to be able to address that. But the reality is the longer we wait, the longer it is for us to really get things moving here in the city. Now, there is a time limit. These Rescue Plan funds need to be allocated by 2024 and spent by 2026. Uh, so we've really, uh, we're have really we really trying to uh, instill a sense of urgency, and we're, we've brought in businesses, we've brought in people, we've brought in organizations that have all come in and tried to uh, let the city council know why these funds are so important and what impact it's going to have on the community. But we're stalling. We're waiting, uh, and the longer we wait, the harder it is for us to get things out the door because we have projects that have very real needs that can make things happen and improve our community. So we continue to wait uh, and uh, I continue to try to instill that sense of urgency in our city council. Uh, But what's most frustrating is really just the feedback. We're just asking for feedback, right? If you don't want the program, tell us to stop working on it so that we can reallocate our time and move on to something else. If it's just just a discussion on the money, have that discussion, what should that number be? Uh, Don't let us linger, right? We certainly understand the need for time to talk about things, to understand what the implications are, and we always, always appreciate the feedback to change the programs, but we really haven't heard anything more on these programs, so now we just kind of sit and wait.
1: Mm-hmm. Thinking about because a lot of discussion has been around the land bank funding and demolition because I've, the city only gets a limited amount of money they can allocate from uh, the community development block grants and HUD fund, uh, the home program funds for demolition. Uh, was there any thought that maybe it, proposing if council isn't palatable to giving that money to land bank to bringing that money in-house to just further add to what Department of Development does in terms of demolitions?
2: They certainly can. The, the idea behind the land bank doing is the land bank has access to additional resources of funding. So it'll take that money and then it'll double it with other foundations and other uh, opportunities, uh, both state and uh, other local funds. So you can almost double the amount of demolitions you do versus the cost that it would take for the city to RFP each demolition uh, to provide a, you know, provide a request for proposals. Uh, so we really have an opportunity to take that million dollars, double it in terms of other opportunities and other grant funding, and have even a larger impact on the community. But certainly, if the city council said just take five hundred thousand and put it in a demolition fund, we have a very finite amount of properties we could do. We could certainly do that, uh, but that hasn't been suggested, and we haven't gotten any feedback on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Outside of um, obviously these three programs that have been kind of lingering out there, are there any other projects that you're hoping to see funded? Uh, you know, before the 2024 deadline comes around,
2: there's certainly several other projects that have appeared in our master plan for the American Rescue Plan funds. Uh, some of those include additional parks upgrades, uh, splash pads uh, that we were looking at, uh, as well as uh, funding for mental health. Uh, and other opportunities and neighborhood opportunities in the city. Um, I can tell you, though, in talking to uh, other mayors, I just got a chance to uh, present to mayors uh, down south at the Appalachian Regional Commission. And one of the things that they really are really interested in was our senior home renovation program. Uh, if uh, your listeners remember, that was uh, we received over $1.5 million in requests for senior citizens to make renovations to their homes. In some cases, much needed renovations, things like new windows because the snow's coming in uh, or, or other uh, potential renovations. And it has been wildly successful uh, and very interesting to other mayors uh, across the across the country. And so we've been able to send out the information on what we did and the improvements that we have made. Uh, and it's, it's great to see. But we do have others coming down the pipeline, uh, all in line with the master plan that we originally put out, uh, held listening sessions on in the community and uh, we're excited to have that excited to be able to look at those projects
1: are you do you anticipate presenting anything this month or next month on those
2: yeah we'll uh, we'll provide City Council with some rough estimates on what those additional projects may be we've been working through those items uh, but nothing that's really going to be outside of what we already have in the master plan Uh, so obviously the City Council's allocated some funding for other things that were outside our original plan that's okay Uh, we'll allocate accordingly uh, but you know, most of it's going to be already the pretty much the same numbers we have in our, our master plan.
1: So in November now, and as you mentioned that, you know, it's getting colder here. Weather's pretty nice this week. But as we know that, you know, when it comes the colder days are ahead. And for those who are experiencing homelessness, uh, they'll be facing more challenges with finding places to shelter. Uh, do you have an update on what is happening in Jamestown with uh, helping with the homelessness effort?
2: Yeah, wow, I can't believe it's been uh, a couple months since I started calling people together and raising the issue of the number of homeless folks that we have in the city. Uh, it's certainly doubled in some cases, tripled, uh, depending on what it ha- we've had. Uh, but we're seeing what we already thought would happen, which are once the cold weather hits, people going into abandoned buildings uh, and other places. So we've worked very hard with resource providers, churches, and healthcare providers to try to come up with some solutions for emergency sheltering. We certainly need much longer, more temporary, and more permanent housing solutions. Uh, But right now, the immediate need is the snow and getting those folks in places. So we've been working with two providers uh, that have been gracious enough to open up their spaces and have been creating a program uh, we're hoping to have just under 30 beds uh, spun up within the next uh, few weeks. I know that because I just ordered the beds. <laughs> so, uh, but we're 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 very excited to uh, work to finalize those plans. As we, uh, part of it is some federal funding, part of it is some state funding, uh, and so we need to work with both partners to finalize things. And we're hoping uh, within the next week or so to release that information uh, to the public and to really start with street outreach to get folks to those emergency shelters
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you mentioned the federal funding i remember uh, i think was at a council meeting you mentioned that you had to have a plan in place for that funding before you could then go forward and and work on it so is that some of that information that's going to be coming out in the next week
2: that's correct yes so we had received an allocation from hud uh, for approximately one hundred ninety-four thousand dollars. And uh, some of that, has we've been encouraged to use that for emergency sheltering. So we've been working with, uh, in particular, one program is a church. We're working with the church to basically spin up a full emergency shelter program. And um, Julia, I'll tell you, I've I've never run a shelter before. There's some great folks that have and some great people at the county and others that are helping us uh, put things together. I've gotten a ton of resources and recommendations. But... It was hard to kind of put that plan <laughs> together, working with the church, the county, and our resource providers, uh, to to try to figure out what what is that going to look like. Uh, and so we're we're having a meeting uh, in November, around November tenth, uh, with all of the people that have expressed interest in helping with homelessness here in the city. And we're going to say we're gonna we're gonna introduce those two shelters and talk about how can the average person, the average organization, maybe the average church, help support those people that we have now in the city
1: and you know you, you've had the opportunity to be around a lot of people who are experts and have been dealing with um, homelessness issues in Chautauqua County for a long time. Is there anything that they recommend that like the average person like me or anybody else can do to help with the current situation or is there things that they're advised not to do?
2: Yeah so it is uh, the average person can really help by contacting those resource providers right the folks that are, are working in the homeless uh, homelessness coalition the homelessness sphere. There are certain needs, right? There are needs for blankets. There are needs for uh, sometimes monetary donations. There are needs sometimes for personal products, uh, sometimes food. You know, reaching out to places like the Soup Kitchen, uh, the um, COI, right, the the Salvation Army, just to name a few. There's a whole bunch of organizations. And just calling them and saying, what can we do to help? What can we do to support your needs? Uh, And you'll find out that there are some basic things that people can do uh, to help.
1: Right. Uh Thinking about things that are coming up in the uh, uh, future, but we'll, we're going to take a look back in the past. Uh, we're talking on November 1st. So yesterday was Halloween and the city recently uh, had a uh, uh, kind of a return to some Halloween fun activities. How did things go uh, with the with Halloween? I think it was called the Trick or Trail.
2: Trick or Treat Trail. Or treat yes. We're trails. very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, an invention of Dan Stone, our parks manager something different normally we've done a halloween event at the uh, former allen park ice rink and uh, it is that's usually a a wild success to have kids come in but uh there's there's some things going on at the allen park ice rink some uh some remodels happening some folks that are using the this the 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 ice rink it's not really an ice rink anymore but uh the space Uh, and so we said hey why don't we try something different and let's try to activate some of the new spaces that we have here in the city and the river walk was one of them uh, behind the comedy center and between the comedy center and the bpu uh, along the Chattahoochee river and we were just so thrilled uh, we had hundreds of kids and families that come through that came through uh, i went uh, i went down and i was just shocked at the line that <laughs> existed uh, but we were we were thrilled to have uh, not only our employees at the city, our union members and different organizations giving out candy and doing different events, uh, but it was just so great to see kids excited, uh, to be able to run around, get out some energy, and be outside. Uh, we had nice weather. Weather was on our side. Uh, and uh, I think the only issue was for a while there, we were, all, we were scared we were going to run out of candy. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but it was a phenomenal time, and uh, we have, we've tried very hard as an administration to have more family-friendly events uh, in the city. And uh, we're, we're using more resources to do that. So it's just, the, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We're hoping families enjoyed it. We've heard really good feedback from those that I spoke with uh, at the event, and we're hoping that uh, we can start to continue that process.
1: Right. Uh, looking ahead to uh, a couple weeks from now, we have Veterans Day will be coming up. And it's ways uh, communities have celebrated have, or, or recognized this day have changed over the years. Do you know of anything happening for Veterans Day on November 11th?
2: Absolutely. So within the city, uh, we do have an organization uh, that uh, does support our veterans, right, and tries to honor uh, those that have uh, bravely served our nation. So on the 11th, uh, around 11 o'clock, there will be a color guard procession. There's usually a uh, a gun salute. uh, The Jamestown High School band usually plays. Uh, Typically, that ceremony is held uh, at 3rd and North Main Street. Uh, So obviously open to the public. And there's usually a ceremony uh, shortly thereafter at St. Luke's Church, Uh, all in honor of those that are served our nation.
1: And uh, so... Uh, before I ask this next question, is there anything else that um, is happening at the city that you'd want to update us on or talk about?
2: Uh, well, just something that's coming up that we're really excited about. We haven't announced it yet, uh, but we are working on a partnership with the Jamestown Public Schools uh, to do art displays uh, in various city buildings. So be on the lookout. But more importantly, we're excited to celebrate uh, our kids at the, uh, at the public schools uh, and have a partnership with them to display their artwork.
1: So I, I imagine either whether it's between uh, Jameson school board meetings I go to or city council, I'm sure I'll find out soon. I'm
2: sure you will. We're, we're very excited about it.
1: So uh, last thing is that, you know, we only talk once a month at these interviews. And I thought, you know, Thanksgiving is at the end of the month. And I thought, do you have any thoughts on Thanksgiving?
2: Well, I, I will just say to all of our residents, I, I hope they have a healthy and safe uh, Thanksgiving period, uh, Thanksgiving time. It's, an, it's such an opportunity to just be with family. To help, uh, you know, support and and love the folks that are around you, and really just to uh, to recenter yourself. The holidays can be a crazy and hectic time, uh, but Thanksgiving is a wonderful time just to remember that we have folks that are are absolutely wonderful in our lives around us, and we should embrace them.
1: All right. Well, Mayor Sunquist, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Thanks, Julia.